How you doing today, Brian? Hey, I'm good, Nick. It's uh, another fun uh, episode with uh, our buddy Peter Margaritas, the accidental accountant, who uh, who's also the host of the podcast Change Your Mindset. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have him along. He's a funny guy. He uh, He's a master of improv. Uh, and he's got a great sense of humor. So that gets infused with whatever conversation we always tend to have with him. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, it, we, you know, we talked a little bit about leadership and then we just kind of talked about, you know, what's going on in the current day for us. We're recording this in April of 2020. So, I mean, geez, 2021. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic currently still. If someone's listening to this later, different point in time. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of talked a little bit about leadership, returning to the office and just, you know, the things we're looking forward to doing, you know, once, once stuff's kind of back to normal. Yeah. Some of how you lead the different perceptions of how people feel uh, about, you know, whether or not safety is still something that's top of mind for them, if they feel more liberated now having vaccines, if they were never concerned about having it and they just want things to get back to the way they were before. Uh, all of those things uh, present a variety of leadership choices and challenges, uh, as well as just kind of talking in general about, you know, how does how does it affect uh, the psychology of, of people who have been dealing with this, particularly for the past year or so. And, and there's a lot of laughs along the way for a subject matter that we just introduced sounding quite as serious as it did. Um, this is not a very serious episode in many ways. No, and uh, you know, over over the past couple of years, we've become pretty good friends with Peter uh, as well. And we've made appearances on his podcast. He's been on ours a couple of times, and it always turns into us joking and laughing at some point. So, uh, with that, I hope everyone enjoys it. It's a bit different of an episode than what we normally do. Uh, hopefully, it brings a smile to your face, and yeah, enjoy. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Lead.exe. I'm Brian Comerford in Denver, Colorado. And I'm Nick Lozano in Washington, D.C. And we're thankful to be joined today by the accidental accountant, uh, Peter Margaritas. It <laughs> <laughs> was back for the third time, right? Is this your third time on the show? I believe so. My first time solo. First time solo. Wow. Is that right? I don't I think, think it's your had... first time solo. I actually think this is your fourth appearance. Fourth appearance. Right? I think I, that's why I can't. I, numbers just freak me out. That's why I'm the accidental accountant. <laughs> I can't keep track of this stuff. It's numbers based. <laughs> well, clearly, we're happy to have you back, no matter how many times it's been. It's great to be back. Accounting must not be, uh, you know, or at least number accounting must not be uh, strong. <laughs> number for accounting? Any of us. Is there another type of accounting that I'm not I aware said num of? number counting <laughs> no. must not be our strong suit. <laughs> you mean like Count Dracula, right? One. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah along those lines. <laughs> That's right. The count. <laughs> the count. Today's yeah. today's program is sponsored by the number three. <laughs> <laughs> Good number. Easy to remember. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Peter, you've you've got uh, you know you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, uh, you are uh, an improv. Uh, I don't know what to call you, a comic? <laughs> Virtuoso. Virtuoso. <laughs> you're, a, you're a jack of all trades and, and hopefully a master of at least one of them, right? <laughs> hey, 
Yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll go with the well, well played. I love it. I see your yes and uh, sign right behind you there. That's awesome. Okay. You know, uh, as we were talking a little bit at the beginning of the program, it's we're embarking on this unusual phase, which is, is strange to say, considering that we're just kind of returning to the way things used to be uh, with opening up, you know, post-vaccination for many. Um, there are some vaccination holdouts. You know, here we are in, in uh, at the end of April 2021. We've got some folks who are excited at the promise of uh, actually getting back into, you know, more of a physically socialized uh, kind of, you know, community orientation. We've got other folks who are still kind of holed up and fearful. And as you just mentioned, you're feeling a bit like a dog because now you get to talk about having had your shots. Right? <laughs> have you guys had two shots? I've had one. I have. I've I had the Johnson and Johnson literally like three days before they shut it down. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a pretty big dose. Like I know I'm like it's like it was this big, but you know, when you think of like the flu shot, where it's like that much, right? Like this was maybe like a little bit more. Yeah. So if he passes out during this episode, we know it's the J and J vaccine. This episode's brought to you by Johnson. <laughs> 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 and the number three. And the number three. <laughs> we'll forget the number three. That would be like the weirdest, you know, pre-roll add-in. It was like brought to you by the number three <laughs> in some vaccine. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be out of character for this crew, though. <laughs> good thing Nick's good at editing. <laughs> That's right. I'm not going to edit any That's of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the blooper rolls the main feature here <laughs> beautiful yeah so uh you know it, it seemed like it took forever for me to even get the first shot i mm -hmm. you know i was on one of those early waiting lists uh i turned 50 during the time so i mm -hmm. moved into a new category i felt like at least that should uh you know accelerate my uh, access to getting vaccinated, but it didn't. I, I got it at the same time as a bunch of other people, much younger mm -hmm. than me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, but that first shot was was uh, it was kind of a doozy for me. I've heard from a lot of other folks that it's the second shot that uh, that's kind of intense for them. So you had side effects after the first shot. Yes, which which is also an indicator that you've already had COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that, but you didn't know that you had it. Uh, well, I did. Uh, I suspected that I had it. I suspected that my entire family had it, but my test uh, proved negative. So, oh. uh, you know, but of course, I've also heard that you get a lot of false positives with those. Um, what do they call them? The rapid, the, rapid, uh, tests. The rapid, rapid tests. tests. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went through the whole deal. I lost my taste for about 10 days and, you know, lost my smell. My yeah, wife still totally hasn't really gotten her smell back entirely, so so we shall That's see. That's the perfect time to go on a diet when you lose your taste and your smell. You're like, <laughs> ah, it doesn't matter. I can't taste anything. So it's, <laughs> it's just right. as healthy as possibly as we can because it's not going to matter. The problem was then I just started drinking heavily because at least with liquor, I could feel the effects of something. <laughs> <laughs> you feel the burn as it was going down. Right. He's like, oh, that's, oh, good that's stuff. right. It's like, yeah, I well, couldn't I mean, taste that, Colorado, but I'm so. definitely intoxicated. 
Perfect. Was it one of those instances where, like, you you know, like you go out to drink and you're sitting at the bar and you're in a chair and you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, and then you stand up and you're like, Oh, I am not fine. <laughs> Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. <laughs> Raising both hands. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, so it's, get, sorry, I was going to say it's almost like that, except uh, uh, I have not been at a bar. I can't think of the last time that I've been to a bar. To be completely honest. No. Yeah, that's likewise. Too that's too. That's too many people in close quarters. I, I'm still. I'm still a little leery about a bunch of people in a room together without at least some type of decent social distancing. I'm still a little leery about that aspect of it. So that's a good point, like for us to bring into this, right? We're talking about people coming back to the office, right? Um, leadership in all organizations have to make tough decisions and fears relative to each person right maybe mm. i've got the vaccine i'm not afraid to come in be around 50 people but you might have other people who don't want to get the vaccine uh don't want to come in saying hey i've been working from home for a year it's been working great so leadership has this tough dichotomy that they got to deal with um so from your viewpoint what what should they be thinking about as they're they're grappling with these tough situations to be a leader but still kind of make the right decisions from an organizational perspective. Actually, I just read an article in Harvard Business Review this past week about psychological safety in this soon-to-be post-COVID world. And psychological safety is the ability that that people that work with you, for you, how you want to do it, they have the freedom to express their own opinions without any persecution or anything like that. They're willing to take risks. And, and it's very collaborative. And... They said, now, leadership in this virtual world, you know, there were stories of, uh, hey, we're, we're all back in the office now. I'd love to have you back. It's almost like that guilt-shaming aspect going on. And, and I guess to kind of summarize the article, it's, 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 it's a la carte. It's what's comfortable for the person, not what's comfortable for the organization. And I, I know a number of people who have said they don't want to go back to the office. Now, I know a lot of introverts, and, and they're, you know, very, but even some of the extroverts that I know are saying, no, I, this has been fine. This has been fine. And others have said, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I, I, I got to get out of this house. You know, the five kids, and uh, the, the, it's like the Wizard of Oz, and the monkeys are flying around. I, I just got to get out. Get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. Uh, but I, I, I think leadership should really look at this as what's best for the employee. When it's, when it's what's best for the organization, I kind of wonder, well, what's the underscore there? And I think it goes to the trust factor. We don't, most organizations don't trust their employees because they said this would never work virtually. This would never work virtually. March 15 came, we're going virtual. And, oh, they found out that this actually can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I like that you say that, too, because the, the main point you always hear, too, recently, and, you know, I'm not a fan of it, is like you'll hear organizations say, well, we, we pay for this office space. We'd like to fill it with people. I'm like, well, you'd be paying for it anyways because you signed a 10-year lease. So that's like a moot point, in my opinion. It's like it would have happened regardless. Maybe you shouldn't have done a 10-year lease, you know. Um, no. So I like that you brought it back to, you know, you need to think of leading your people and not think of it's not always about the organizational's perspective sometimes the right thing to do is the right thing to do with 
people in mind instead of, you know, worrying about filling that space that you're paying for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been interesting, too, that, you know, I think there's a, a flip side to the argument, right, which is when you have closer proximity where I can just get up and walk, you know, to get a you know, glass of water or a cup of coffee or whatever. And I, I pass by Peter's desk and, you know, we sit there and we chat for a few minutes and maybe I'm talking about a project that I'm involved in and say something to the effect of, oh yeah, you know, I've been working on some other similar thing. And <clears throat> I just thought about this and you've got all that sort of natural conversation that takes place outside of the context, <clears throat> excuse me, of the actual, you know, work teams that are assigned to a project. And, and so that, that water cooler talk, right? That mm -hmm. that community kind of aspect that's been absent for so many of us because it's not really happening on Zoom, you know? You end, up, <laughs> you end up on a video conference for an explicit purpose versus, you know, just chit-chatting normally. Um, it, was, it was Yahoo that, I can't remember the CEO who came in as female and a lot of Yahoo at the time was working remotely. And he flipped the switch. That's on Marissa that. Mayer. I know. I know. Yeah. That's you. Marissa Mayer. Yep. Thank you. And Go ahead, everybody, everybody had to come back into the office. And there was a reason why to that point. There's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of stuff that we can do when we're face to face with folks versus mm -hmm. virtually. But there's a, I don't know. I think this is Google. I might be wrong, but it's one of the tech giants that they have a cafeteria where everybody can eat. And they want people to eat there. And then they have the uh, Hogwarts tables that are just like long. You don't have these little small tables and people sit. And, and from stories that I've heard and, and read about that, when people are standing there in line, they're actually serving the food slow. Mm. For that conversation between employees. And that's why they don't have like little rounds, you know, tables of four or rounds of eight, these long tables. So a lot of conversation can happen and that collaboration, that creativity can kick in. So that is the flip side of being in an office. Mm -hmm. That way I could be standing in line next to Nick and I could be like, man, have you ever noticed how slow the service is here? It's so frustrating. <laughs> thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> I thought I was going to get an arrow. <laughs> I was going to say, Nick, do you ever realize how slow you are at your job? <laughs> You're like this line. <laughs> but I like that. You, you, yeah, exactly. You bring up a great point, Brian. And I just saw recently uh, Atlassian has decided that their staff um, only has to come into work four times a year. And they don't care where you live. Right. You just got to yeah. be able to come into the office four times a year. And that's it. Um, and they're going to go ahead with that and see how it works. Because their CEO was like, hey, that's what I did this past year in the team morale's never been higher um mm -hmm. we're gonna run with it and see how it works so i think that's also a, a neat perspective we're starting to see different things come out uh out of the woodwork as people are kind of getting back to normal yeah I, I, go ahead peter I, was, I know an association that i'm involved with has decided that they're going to maintain and work remotely and they had a piece of real estate and they sold it mm-hmm I've known a couple of different organizations that have done that, you know, and, and they were not tech organizations. They were organizations that were more traditional businesses and they consolidated some of their real estate holdings and same kind of thing. It's like, well, if there was ever a, a proof point for what remote work and productivity can mean for an organization here, it was, 
and our employees are more satisfied. Actually, we've got greater diversity in our hiring reach because now we can hire people not based on geographic right. placement, but uh, based on their skill set and based on allowing them to live where they want to live. And we can harness their ta- talent from you know wherever they're geographically located. So there's, I think there's been a lot of forward thinking, maybe not even forward thinking. It's just like affirmation of a lot of the uh, arguments that had been put in place for in favor of remote work prior to the pandemic. And now we've had this actual use case that's been global in scope. That's sort of reinforced what a lot of those, those proof points are. So it's almost an interesting question to me. Why wouldn't companies embrace it? Because there are certainly some that are not. I still think it goes back to the trust factor. How, how well do you trust your employees that mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get the work done? And, and you know, for, for a good amount of time, we always blame that, that generation that has an M in it. I just called a I just called a younger generation because I think that word has become toxic, which is and it's also very untrue, very unfair. Yeah, but you know they. You know, That's true because we all know it's actually Gen Y. It's not. It's That's not. right. <laughs> let's let's be fair. People use the word millennials just to describe anyone who's a recent college graduate. I feel like or recent right. high school graduate. With, without respect of what generation they're in, I feel like that's how people use the term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my yeah. son's my son's part of that new generation Gen Z, but he's taken to a whole new level. It's Gen Z, Z, Z. <laughs> <laughs> Then are you Generation Stick? You take the stick and you poke him. Okay, wake up! <laughs> and I, I can use that stick to walk down the hall with me. <laughs> We call it a cane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back to the my point about some companies are not embracing that. I, I know a couple of people recently who chose to leave their jobs. And I've actually seen some survey results of this, uh, you know, from a few different organizations that have talked about actually, you know, all all of what has happened with remote work has allowed for Increasing diversity, increasing employee satisfaction, increasing, uh, you know, placement of talent. And then conversely, you've got some companies that are saying, yeah, but we're still going to have a mandate that, you know, whether it's the entire office or certain teams or whatever, people are coming back into the office. And some of those survey results have also indicated that people are more willing to just uproot themselves from whatever their current work situation is, if that's the mandate. And go find work someplace that's going to be more flexible for them. I would if I were them. If I wouldn't come to the come into the office, and I'm I'm being told that I say, hey, when people tell me what to do, I tend to do the opposite. But <laughs> yeah, I, because what I, I you're making me do something that I don't want to do, but I've been productive for the last year, so now I'm kind of I'm a, I'm a little disgruntled, uh, and. The organization should know that anybody that you're forcing, they've got the resume out there. It's called LinkedIn. And you know they're looking for the job. Uh, and so you can't complain about the turnover. It's about decision-making. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? You, you I, love I, being told what to do. Of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think with anything else, it just boils back down to what Peter was talking about. It's trust, right? Like people, 
I, I feel like there was always this stigma of working from home where people are like, oh, they put you at home, you're just going to waste time. Well, newsflash, you can waste time in the office. People do it all the time. You don't have to be at home to do that, right? I mean, how many times have have you or somebody worked in an organization and you know when it's happening, right? Because you can tell. You should just trust people to get the stuff done. And then not. it's not about gathering these metrics and seeing how long somebody's online and whether they're productive or not. I, to me, the factors is work getting done or mm -hmm. are people complaining that assignments aren't being turned in or something. It's real easy to tell when work's not being completed. So for me, it just goes back to the whole thing, trust with Peter. And, you know, if, if you want to force all your employees to come in, they're going to look for those other jobs. Like, like he was just talking about that association who got rid of their office space. Well, now they don't have office space and maybe someone else is looking for a job. Hey, all remote, you know, it, it brightens their talent pool for them nationwide or even worldwide, depending on, you know, their, their financial situation. Uh, I, I think it just all goes back to trust. Like Peter said, but there is one group that can have top of my head that have to well, at least report to the office or the restaurant. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's those different industries that I, that I can't work oh, sure. remotely from if I'm part of the front line of a restaurant or airline industry, but those other industries that have the corporate towers and stuff that uh, they need people to manage, or those who manufacture would still have to come in. But there's part of that other workforce that still could work remotely that you wouldn't have to require them to be in. Yeah, it's hard to be a mechanic and not be in the shop. Uh, grab that wrench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one right there. And go turn it. <laughs> Your flux capacitor is not pushing 1.12 1. gigawatts. <laughs> well, it's 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 true. And it's, you know, it's not just uh, relegated to the workplace. You know, think of how many things have been work-related activities. So part of what we started off the show with, Peter, was you're talking about your, here you are, you know, getting ready to to go be a guest speaker in front of a, a room full of people, like actual physical people in a physical location. That's something that, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, industry conferences or, uh, you know, leadership retreats or any number of these things that are often ancillary to work that's being done still have involved you know, physical location and close proximity to other people. And, uh, and so now we're, we're also at a turning point where we're starting to see some of that kind of reemerge and I'm sure it won't be a hundred percent there. There have now been some pads carved on directions that some of those things will go where actually, you know, it's superior to have remote content for some of those things that used to involve, you know, direct community engagement. I think initially, when, so this thing I'm doing is for an association. It's a staff appreciation lunch, and they do it annually. And normally they have like 120, 150 people there. Uh, they found a venue that holds 300, and they're saying they hope they get 100 people there. So it may be you know, not eight to a table, six to a table, and I will be there with my arrow keeping people away from me going back, you know. Uh, and I, I, I accept it because there's a side of me that w wants to go back to the stage like that, but there's also a side of me that says, I'm still going to do virtual presentations. I, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm in a car to Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I've got a, uh, another live event in November, and I'm that will probably have to require me to be in an airplane going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And 
I've stayed, I've stayed in hotels during this pandemic. I've yet to go on an airplane. And, and that's probably my biggest thing mm-hmm. is being on an airplane because the socially distance is out the door. Yeah. I think beginning now. Yeah, I've noticed that the, you know, airfares have shot right back up to where they were pre-pandemic, which is interesting. You'd think there'd still be some ramp-up time, but if the prices have already raised that much, that means the demand is in place. Right. Right. Either that or a cut in supply, right? Uh, one of sure. the two. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I'm not sure about getting on an airplane. So my, my original idea during the pandemic is I, as long as I can drive it in, in under eight hours, I'm, I'm good. I get there, sleep tonight, get up the next morning, do it, come back. Uh, but I'm, I, there's a time I'm, I'm kind of excited, but I'm also kind of a little bit leery. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I always get a case of nerves before I speak, but I think I'm going to have a whole new case of nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the first times after I got my first shot, I said, okay, I'm actually going to go into a restaurant. I haven't been into a restaurant in about a year. And, and I met... Uh, a buddy of mine, and I was expecting to walk in this restaurant, and there would be maybe four tables. I walked in, and the place was almost packed. And I, I stopped. I went, I, I, and I went, I, just, no, you're not leaving. You're going to do this. You're going to sit down. You're going to have lunch. Everything's going to be fine. And if you get COVID, you've got some protection. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was just speaking with a client yesterday. And she mentioned that after she got her first shot, it was almost like there was this psychological reaction that she didn't, you know, it took her a few times to even recognize that it was happening, but she would get in her car to go to the store and she wouldn't even take a mask with her. And she'd get to the store and she'd realize, oh, I didn't bring a mask, you know, or she <laughs> just any of these things that, you know, now we've sort of been attenuated to the idea that, well, we've always got to have, you know, these additional things, uh, you know, for going outside. And, and it's almost like having having at least, you know, half of the recommended dose has gotten you to a place where psychologically you're feeling enough relief. You yeah, find that to be true? I, I, I leave masks behind all the time in, in my car. I, and I get almost, I'm like, oh, I didn't go walk back and put it on. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. but I didn't do that during the, during, before vaccination. I did that then. Interesting. I did that all the time. Wash them in my pocket, my jeans pocket, something, you know, because I have it in my back pocket, find it in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> was that with a mask, mask that was washable? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't with the medical grade ones. I did, you know, like I do woodworking. So I have like an actual HEPA filter, like, you know, so many micron like masks. But then I would look like Darth Vader walking around everywhere. It's like, and I doubt I can get replacement filters for it right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I know you'll find this really hard to believe, guys, but my mask came from Maker's Mark, and and it had a filter in it. Wow! It wasn't charcoal. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't an oak barrel filter, but there was this filter in it, and it's one of the few masks that I, that I've worn that had that extra layer of protection. Because they want their drinkers to continually to drink, so they'll make sure they're going to take care of them. <laughs> so does it have a slot where you can, like, slip a straw in when you want to get the makers in? That's like... <laughs> that, that's when, yes, that's when it was a really, really, really rough day. <laughs> if, I, if I'm putting a straw into a bottle of makers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah. like the beer hat, but it's just the two two bottles of makers. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, if you're if you're feeling nervous about getting back on a plane, Peter, you're opposed to being shot out of a cannon. Oh, I don't mind that. <laughs> as long as you got a crash helmet and a parachute. Yeah, yeah, a crash helmet, parachute, and a net. <laughs> yeah. In Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, I, I, have to, I might have to figure out the mileage and how long it take and to drive out there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll see how I feel once I get towards October. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be October before you know it, too. It's true. Hey, wait a minute. We're just now getting into spring of some type. Don't rush us to fall. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's still March, like 5,000 of 2020, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think today is Blur's Day. Yeah, yes. exactly. It doesn't matter. All the days are, right. are the same right now. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you guys? Um, I don't remember if you both were. No, you you both don't didn't work remotely prior to the pandemic, did you? I, I yeah, just started I didn't. remotely. Brian, Brian, it was what, like three months in, something like but that? I was, I was six weeks in. I, I, had yeah. just, I just hit my sixth week of working remote. And it was like, you know, this is great. Finally got my home office set up, you know, exactly the way that it'd be optimized so I could do this long term. And little did I know that I wasn't going to have an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> And that everyone else would be joining me too, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it really made me feel like a trailblazer, to be completely honest. <laughs> those, those FTEs that live, live in your office space. I mean, my, <laughs> right. the, the two FTEs I have in my house, I put them on warning. I'm starting to fire them. I'm starting to kick them out. Uh, I'm starting to change the locks, uh, but they still keep hanging around. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of divvied things up because my wife was also a work-from-home worker. And so she, you know, we had already structured it so that she was in the, the office on our, uh, the second floor of our two story. I was in the basement and then we had, you know, kind of the, you know, the common area was the, you know, the middle level where we could meet in the kitchen for coffee. And then that became the de facto location for my son when suddenly he was, you know, schooling from home because mm -hmm. it, it just became too much. He, we've got another desk, you know, in my office space where he, would typically be set up for his, you know, his gaming, his Alienware and stuff. And, uh, but, you know, previously that had never been something that he would ever get into unless it was after hours, you know, after school or weekends or whatever. But now it was like, that was the main place. And it was just too much for both of us to be sitting eight feet away from each other. <laughs> and so it is the, the, uh, the dining room table has become his, his desk and his, uh, his office. So I have an office on the second floor. We have a three-story. Uh, three I have an office on the second floor, and I'm in the basement. And when my wife retired the first time, she took my office. How does this work? I don't know. It just happens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, see, the, the office was it hadn't been up for grabs for me since my wife started working from home, so I was... There, there weren't many choices left for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to work from home, buddy. You get to saddle up next to the utility room. <laughs> Yay, me! 
Nick always knows when I've got laundry running because he's like, oh, there's the dryer in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Nick did say that he finds uh, masks in his laundry. So do you do your own laundry, Nick? Yeah, I do sometimes. Cool. I do too. I'm just curious. I don't sort anything, though. I'm just like, yep, this all goes in. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's right. This is what cold water is for. My wife would go, that's just dry clean. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Just put it in. That's right. (laughs) It'll dry and it'll be clean. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's dry cleaning. (laughs) But isn't that an oxymoron, dry cleaning? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Fresh frozen. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, fresh frozen. Central intelligence. <laughs> I have heard that they have a hot dog machine at the CIA headquarters. They have two of them, um, and you can get a fresh hot dog out of a machine. It's like folklore around here. Yeah. Wow. Fresh, fresh, fresh hot dog out of a vending machine. Yeah, right. it's like it cooks the hot dog somehow. Like it's it's a vending, it's a hot dog vending machine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, are there any pictures of this thing? I was just going to say, I, I want to see one of your next LinkedIn videos uh, to be a post of you seeking out the hot dog vending machine. There. I don't think I get anywhere near that place <laughs> with a video camera. <laughs> well, that can't be. That can't be the only two in the world. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, I, I think there's more somewhere else. Somebody had told me that they had seen one at South by Southwest one time. So it is a thing. I think it's just that there happens to be a couple in the CIA building, um, you know, that are there. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I've heard from multiple people that there's hot dog machines in there. So it kind of wants me, makes me want a government hot dog from a vending machine. I don't know why. It's kind of like going to a baseball game and getting a cold hot dog and a hot beer, you know. (laughs) This is part of what I love about getting the three of us together. <laughs> we can Lots we can make these, right these leaps <laughs> in our topics so easily. Yeah. <laughs> as as my wife would say, you're a fountain of useless information. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's why I have a podcast and a radio show. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> I can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> And on and on and on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I have a question for you too. Once we're, let's say, back to this new normal, whatever that is, and, and people can remove masks, don't have to wear them indoors. We got, we got herd immunity or almost herd immunity. What's the one thing that you want to do that you haven't been able to do in, let's say, 18 months? What's the first thing you're going to do? You go first, Brian. Oh, man. Well, I would love to go to a movie theater. You know, that's something that uh, my family, you know, we would always, we would go to a couple movies a month. You know, we'd just enjoy. Part of what I love about seeing a film in a theater is you can't hit pause. You have to be quiet. It forces you to be focused on what's going on. And so, particularly when a film's well done, it really allows you to get lost in that world for just that brief period of time. But all that goes away when you're, you know, no longer, um, you know, bound by any of those constraints, you know? 
So, uh, so that that's something that I, I I look forward to. It's a it's a guilty pleasure. It's a small one, but yeah, I can't wait to do that. It's a good one, Brian. I think for <laughs> me, it's going to be taking our son to Disney World. We wanted to do that in the summertime before the pandemic hit, so we want to do that in the summer of twenty twenty. He's like the right age for it, so it's. Mm-hmm. it's like one of the things that we've been wanting to take him to do because now he's at the age he's five so he knows the characters he's interested in everything can remember storylines so we thought it was going to be a perfect time to take him to like a disney world and that that would probably be one of the first things we do bring a Correct. big 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 wallet with you yeah yeah it was a big one well i mean i already live in an expensive city so Uh, (laughs) sticker shock doesn't surprise me quite as much but i'm not saying i've got all the techniques for doing it on the cheap man we'll we'll, we'll talk (laughs) previous to your disneyland trip okay brian's like take him to downtown disney so he doesn't realize he's at disney (laughs) he's not at disney yeah yeah, a camelback is that what you said? Yes, yes. Start with the camelback, load it up with you know your meals. You're good for oh. the entire day. All like all. a smoothie and a camelback. <laughs> no. Are you talking about the backpack? <laughs> yeah, the camelback backpack. You know that's got okay. the okay. the water bladder in it. Yeah, yeah. You'll be in you'll be in good shape. Put your maker's so, mark in it, right? Yeah, put the beer in it, beer bladder. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, you could do a blend. <laughs> beer on whiskey, always whiskey. That's right. I mean, you might you could put Michelob Ultra in there. It's basically water, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Peter, how about you? What are you What are you most looking forward to? Oh, going to a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Going to a baseball game. Uh, I, I still want to go, and I might still do it even even though that you know limited attendance but I, I i miss i miss going to baseball games i love baseball i can't really watch it on tv but to sit there and have a what would you say nick a hot beer and a cold hot dog yep <laughs> uh and just you know with a couple friends and you're having a conversation you're watching it's fun and i i love that i love that experience uh i haven't been i live between you know cleveland and cincinnati and they're both about the same amount of time to get get to the park. I just I just miss I, I miss baseball games. I, mm. I used to live in um, Cleveland, and when I was going through my divorce with the first Mrs. Margaritas, um, I would go. And this was at Brown Stadium, where the Indians played. And there's you maybe get a thousand people in there, and I would go consistently and sit and watch the game, have a couple hot dogs, have a couple beers. And go, oh, this is perfect. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I heard recently that they're not going to be bringing back the the Barkers for the the summer season. You know, the guys that'll walk up and down the yeah. the, the stairs and you know call out cold beer, yeah. <laughs> right? Beer. <laughs> and do all their stories and all of the you know all the uh, various yeah. things. So they they're just not going to do it this year. They'll do it maybe in 2022 probably i think i know what they're doing here for the nationals here in dc everything's mobile ordering and none of the like concessions are open so you order it all through an app and they just bring it to you because they're trying to limit you know like when you go to the baseball game the people congregating at like the can't condiment thing when you get your hot dog and you put your onions yeah. and all that stuff on it so everything just comes to you instead of you going anywhere 
Nice. So there, it's free table service, basically. You don't even have to go in there. You don't even have to stand in line anymore and miss a game. You just put your order in and sit there. Wow. I like that idea. Well, you put your order in, how long does it take to, to deliver to you? I have no idea. Here, the, the Nationals, like, they're doing a 10,000 fan limit, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so, I mean, I can't, can't take that long, I imagine. Yeah. And then also you don't have a choice, right? <laughs> right. So <laughs> if it takes a yeah. half an hour, it takes a half an hour. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's, that's interesting. Um, I wonder if we just have all this dead air for a second. I don't know. Who knows? I think we were just all thinking about doing stuff outside of just sitting in our house, right? Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to think about, you know, uh, when I go to baseball games, do I actually – uh, you know, watch the baseball game. Uh, you know, usually that's not the first order of business for me. <laughs> you know, it's more of a social experience. Mm. Absolutely. I was, yeah, I was uh, uh, Rocky's uh, endeavor at uh, Rocky's game. I think it was 2019. Nice park. A little, it's not a mile high from what I've heard. Uh, but we were, we were up in uh, um, one of those suites. And yeah, you get lost. Oh yeah, not being into the game. Yeah, all the socialization and that—that that truly is like second nature at that point in time. Sure. Yeah. 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 I've been up in some of those. You know, there, there's also the the whole. I don't even know what it's called. The Rockies, whatever VIP section. That's all glassed in, so you don't even you can't even smell the popcorn or anything. And they're, they've got you know like a gourmet buffet there. You know, to me, which is like, oh, wait, there's baseball here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you can't hear the crack of the bat, that's that's a problem. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> which you're going to hear that a lot in Colorado because they, they hit a lot of home runs there. That thin that thin air. That's that crack air. of the bat. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Crack of the bat. Cracker Jack. Stretch. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a sound sample now and just play it in our <laughs> crack of the back, cracker jack. <laughs> That's right, that'll entice folks to listen. Like, oh, this is the podcast I've been waiting for. Yeah, this is all about leadership. <laughs> this is about leadership, leadership technology. Okay, okay. Right. yeah, yeah, right. I'm getting it. Yeah. We, we squeezed it in there, we squeezed it in there. Well, I, you know, I'll be anxious to get uh, back on a plane to do some international travel as well. And right now with what's going on in many different parts of the world, it's, it's still not looking promising. You know, we, we, uh, my family, we usually go to Thailand every other summer and um, we, we skipped it last summer. Now is definitely not going to be a time to go They're They're seeing another spike in numbers and you're seeing it across Asia and back in parts of uh, Europe. You know, so it's kind of kind of back to one of your earlier comments, Peter. I mean, it's uh, it's not like this has somehow been centralized in America where our liberties have been impeded. It's been a a global crisis where there's pretty much not a country, you know, that you can talk about that hasn't been directly affected by this. Right. But it's interesting um, how New Zealand and Australia attack the pandemic versus mm-hmm. other countries around around the world. I, 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 guys I know actually moved his family back to Australia 
And he goes, it was really weird. Uh, they, they got there off the plane, got their bags. They got like these buses. They had to stay in a hotel. It wasn't like a Red Roof Inn for two weeks. And then they got to check out. And when they get sick, and they got another test. And it was really weird that when we walked out, we didn't have to wear a mask, and nobody else was wearing masks. And it kind of was freaky. And if you watch the Australian Open, somebody came down and had COVID. And they shut the tennis down, so no more fans for you know 48 hours, or whatever. Centralized it, and then off it went. Uh, versus other countries, yes, taking different approaches. Yeah, yeah. Well, as with many things in leadership, it, it all comes down to mindset, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, it does. It comes down to one's mindset or faculties. Yes. <laughs> Which is probably a good place to wrap things for today, right? And since we didn't get to, to reference a media source, we might as well reference your own podcast, Peter. Well, thank you for the plug. My podcast is Change Your Mindset. mindset. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. That's right. <laughs> well, Peter Marguerite, it's always a great time with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see you healthy and well and smiling and uh, and sporting your uh, <laughs> your your brand-enabled gear there. Ah, uh, yes, my White Castle. <laughs> That's right pull over uh, and, and thanks for having me back guys I, I always enjoy love the conversations and stuff and um, I have to get you both back on my podcast for some what was, what was that extra useless information or something like that <laughs> fountain of useless information that's right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> that's right I'll be ready to bring it I'll bring it bring it bring it large oh <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say in the nursing home. Bring it large. <laughs> no, no, bring Marge, not large. All right. Thank you, Peter. Great to see you. All right. Thank you, Peter. You can flip that out, guys. <laughs>